So Alachua County Superintendent Carly Simon was fired on Tuesday. In your story, you break down how the vote happened, but before we get to the voting itself, what happened before this to warrant a vote on her termination? Well, first of all, I just want to say it's kind of funny that you say Tuesday because it was almost Wednesday how late it went. I think they made the vote or she was officially fired at like 11.58 p.m. on Tuesday night. So it was really close to being Wednesday morning. But so essentially this all began, well, it's been going on for, for months now in that general, there's been people that have coming to school board meetings and sort of voicing their opinion against Simon. And I would say the first person that really was leading that charge was this lady named Karen McCann. And I had interviewed her for a story I did a few uh, you know, weeks ago and then school board meeting on uh, I believe it was February 8th, spoke to McCann after that meeting. And she, you know, just explained that teachers are afraid to talk or have been afraid to talk because they're afraid of losing their jobs. And most of the discourse has been positive towards Simon because the last school board meeting, the one that I was at on February 8th, it was almost entirely pro Carly Simon discussion going on in that meeting. And then at this meeting, it was very split, but it was at, during the end of the February 8th meeting where Mildred Russell, who is a, the newest member of the board, she was appointed, she was not elected, she was appointed by Governor Ron DeSantis about six months ago. And she's been one of the members who've been leading the charge against Simon about a day, I think it was a day before the last meeting, evaluated Simon on her performance over the last year and a half or so, last two years. Three of those five all gave Simon negative reviews. So board chair Rob Hyatt and member Gunnar Paulson found Simon's work to be unsatisfactory. That's what they uh, rated her in the evaluations. And then Russell said that she needed improvement. Um, but it was Russell that suggested or that wanted to pass a motion for the March 1st meeting, which was Tuesday night, to evaluate Simon's contract and vote on termination. And I'd say about 45 to 50 members of the community, religious leaders, community leaders, teachers, parents came and spoke and shared their opinion. It really was split. There was it was 50-50, truly. I mean, I had written down everyone's opinion, and it was very split on the opinions of Carly Simon. But it appeared that the main reason why this was happening in the first place was because a lot of people were afraid to talk. There were speakers who were in favor of the superintendent and others in opposition. Can you explain to me some of the points either side made? Um, well, what was really interesting to me was one of the first speakers, Linda Jones. She is a High Spring City Commissioner. And she came right out there, very uh, deliberate in the way that she spoke. Dr. Simon is very is a very divisive person, she said, citing you know instances of low morale amongst High Spring schools and other schools across the across the county. And that was really a key point from those that were against Simon was the general low morale amongst teachers and faculty. Several people complained that the bus system was severely broken in the sense that. Students were waiting hours, upwards of two to three hours for their bus. And it took, one parent say it said it took her child four hours to get home one day. Although many of the arguments for her were that these were issues that were going on before she came and that she didn't have enough time to fix these issues. And then COVID hit. And then way she, a lot of people liked the way that she handled COVID. But it's, it, she, she, she went against Ron DeSantis and his sort of no mask ideology, if you will. And she mandated masks across schools in the county. And 
it's it became very political at that point. At the end of the meeting, when the board members had to vote, what did they say on the matter if they did say something? Well, all five board members had a chance to speak, including Simon herself. She spoke for about 15 minutes, seemed like she had a prepared speech. And she came, Simon, when she spoke, it was very clear that she knew that it was over. Going into the meeting, it was the expectation was that three of the five board members were going to vote her out and terminate her contract. The hope from Simon and from the people in the community that, that like Simon was that the public opinion could sway their opinion, but that inevitably was not the case. Two that are in favor of Simon and did vote for her to remain, that was Lynetta McNeely and Tina Certain. They spoke for over 23 minutes each. I mean, they just went on and on about how wonderful Simon is and how great of a job she's done and how it's imperative that the board gives her a chance because there is significant issues in the board as a whole. And Simon is, she was the sixth superintendent in the last 10 years. So the interim will be the seventh and the eventual new superintendent will be the eighth in the last 10 years. So there's been a lot of turnover, way too much and way more than the vast majority of counties in the, in the state. And that's been a big issue in the community and with the board, but simply the three board members just, didn't see enough from Simon and were worried about the morale of teachers in the community. You mentioned that you went to the board meeting last month and this one was just wildly different. Describe to me exactly what the room was like, just a little bit so our listeners can can understand more. Well, it was a very lively atmosphere. There was some sort of banter going on throughout the room, positive or negative. You could hear, if somebody said something good about Simon, there was often claps most monumental part of the night, I would say, was both after Simon spoke and after the vote. So when, after Simon spoke, it was a ruckus atmosphere in terms of, it was a standing ovation. It was an emphatic standing ovation from the audience. I'd say at least half the room stood and clapped. This is a big deal. This is a really big deal for the community. I just think it's very fascinating to see how the community cares so much and how people reacted to both ways, both sides of the coin, and how truly split this is. And at the end of the day, it's it's not a public vote, and that's the way it works. And I think it could. I think the public is specifically those who are in favor of Simon are don't really like that. And it seems like you've been following this story for a bit, at least since the last board meeting in February. How did you initially find it? What was it like reporting it? Well, it all started. Um, I believe it was mid-January, actually, when uh, there was a school board meeting. And I was searching desperately for a story for that week. And I couldn't really think of anything. So I said, you know what, let me just go online and watch the school board meeting. So I sat there and watched for about two hours. And what really stood out to me was when Karen McCann went out and spoke. And she spoke vehemently against uh, against Simon. And really just, that's how it started for me. And it's been, it's been a, I didn't expect it to go this far this quickly. I mean, when I first spoke to McCann, it seemed like, she was concerned about getting Simon gone, but she didn't seem hopeful that it would happen anytime soon. So I think it's been about, at the end of the day, it's all about the board. As Simon said, if the board doesn't like her, then she can't survive. She will lose her job. And I think Mildred Russell and Paulson, they've led this charge against her. And then in the end, that's what brought her down. And I think the board realized that the low morale amongst teachers in the county was enough of an issue for Simon to be relieved of her duties.